Welcome to Confessions of the Queer Believer, exploring and reconciling issues of religion and queer identity in the Black community. I'm your host, Kwame. Hey everyone, it's your host Kwame here. Uh, Thank you so much for joining. This is episode two and the topic for today is decolonizing the mind. Uh, So today I I will be talking about that. I I should have had a guest today, but as we say in the dating world, my guest ghosted me. So (laughs) I'm the the only one here today. Um, I was a little bit uh, feeling a little bit down about the whole thing because I, I was hoping um, we we had confirmations as to when he would have been able to join us, but but that didn't happen. So you know we have to move on. So today I wanted to you know delve into the whole issue of how we have been trained to think about ourselves, how we have been socialized to think, and. Um, How are we confronting some of those ideas that we were taught? Um, And and, and this is just from my own experience. And I've constantly referenced that I'm I'm from Jamaica. I'm now living in the U.S., but I was raised in a society that is a product of colonialism. And um, I think after colonialism, and by colonialism, I'm talking about that particular control um, by European nations. And um, essentially, I think our society was more reflecting of the Eurocentric ideals than, you know, um, reflecting the particular cultures of the people. And and, and it's a little bit complicated for societies like ours, um, you know, but there are parts of Africa that suffer, you know, other issues, including uh, colonization as well. And a, a major institution or a main institution that was involved in colonialism is actually the church. And probably you're asking me, why are we talking about colonialism and decolonizing? And I, I, it's not a history lesson, so I don't want to go there. And I can't give a history lesson anyway. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about you know, decolonizing. And by decolonizing, we're talking about reclaiming what was or you know taking back control and um one of the things that i wanted to just talk about is the whole issue of how do we learn these ideas about ourselves who told you that being gay was immoral that was that it was wrong how did they get that idea? How was that idea consistently passed on from generation to generation? And every society, you know, and, and in our societies, we know the church, the school, the family plays these major play, plays a major role um, in in our upbringing, in our socialization, and the school plays that role, the family plays that role, but a lot of the morals and a lot of you know who determines what's right from what's wrong the basis of that comes from the judeo-christian scriptures and that's what they use and it's also based on their interpretation of that scripture so for me for example the first term i heard about the first time i heard about gay 
or um, in Jamaica we say batiman or whatever, it was always a negative connotation because that was not someone who also had sex with other men, but it was almost as though, and I'm talking about how I was raised at least, you were, you also thought of every single negative attribute was <laughs> that was used to characterize the gay man or a lesbian. And I think growing up, you were raised with that idea. The examples for me, for example, the examples that I was given as a child was always the most negative. So for example, the first person I knew who was gay was my choir director in high school. And even before I stepped foot into the first choir rehearsal, I was already warned, be careful of Mr. So-and-so because Mr. So-and-so is unknown and he might change you. So be careful of Mr. So-and-so. So you're getting two ideas there, that one, homosexuality is wrong. Two, homosexuality is associated with pedophilia, right? So that is what you are raised with. Now, imagine you're growing up, you're feeling these same-sex attractions, you have sermons coming at you in the church, people are saying, oh, um, you know, God did not create Adam and Steve, he created Adam and Eve, and that's being thrown at you. And then they are trying to now use a lot of different verses to suggest that, um, you know, your sexuality, your homosexuality, whatever, you are feeling and whatever you know you you are is inconsistent with what with God's law. Now you are raised like that for your entire life. And if you are not careful, you start to hate who you are. You start to say, okay, this is not good. Every time you go to church, you are praying, oh, please remove this part of me. Well, friend, it's not going to be removed because that's who you are and God created you that way. Okay? So one of the things I'm trying to get at now is that you, because of the fact that there has been so much there was a deliberate effort to colonize the mind, and I'm using that word very loosely, to colonize the mind by institutions, the church, um, the family, the school, a number of institutions, and it was guided by their own interpretation of scripture. We now have to be careful and we have to be very deliberate in terms of reclaiming our identity. And if we do not reclaim our identity, we're going to be in a consistent struggle to trying when we're trying to understand who we are. We're constantly asking that question, who am I? Okay? And if you're not careful, sometimes you get pushed into a marriage that you're not supposed to be in because at a certain age, for example, when I was finishing up college, I remember I had people coming to me and were saying, and if any of you have, you know, gone through that part of charismatic movements where there was a guy who prophesied and said that uh, he saw where I was supposed to be marrying to this particular girl and it's God's will and it's God's plan. And I was like, okay, um, I guess God did not <laughs> share that information with me. And yes, I've had friends who are gay and who decided to take that particular decided to take that particular path you know that they were going to become married and that's what they were going to do they're going to become married they were going to have kids and they were just going to reject their sexuality 
you know, the way God created them to be. And um, and that's fine. That's fine for them. Um, I've, I've also lost friends who suggested to me that they're not going to be keeping ties with me anymore because of the fact that you are gay. And, um, and therefore, um, if I mix with you, there is a possibility that somehow I will become influenced again. I remember I had a friend that we had a very close friendship for for a while, and I remember I we we lost contact, and I reached out to him, and I said, "How are you doing?" And I was just checking on him, and he's like, uh, "Oh, hey, um, just letting you know that the kingdom of the Lord is at hand, and God is coming soon, and um, if you do not change your behavior, you're going to hell." No, there was not a conversation about, "Oh, I have had a change of." thought I've, I've 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 changed my ideas and now now and 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 that's fine and good so i'm not trying to change people but what i'm trying to say is this you are who you are the moment you recognize that this is who you are and that's not going to change then <laughs> we're one step ahead the next thing you have to do is to tell god that listen you created me this way. You know why you created me this way. So I am going to ask you to help me to manage what you have given me. Okay? And I think one of the things that I'm trying to tell you now is that when I just when I just realized that this is who I am, I had to start looking for information <laughs> about homosexuality because I didn't everything that I associated with homosexuality was negative and everything my family taught me and the church taught me was negative so I had to then go and find information I remember even when I was studying at the university I was looking I was reading books I was trying to understand you know from different persons perspective was this inconsistent with God's law Um, I also was trying to understand what 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 what's going on in my body (laughs) Um, you know, so there are a lot of things that you have to do. You now have to make a deliberate attempt to find people who think like you, you know, to find people who affirm you. You cannot consistently stay in a space where people are speaking down to you and are suggesting that you are doomed to hell. And if you do not conform to the way that they have designed for you to conform, then you are going to be doomed to a life of damnation. No, you have to go and search for information. And that's one of the reasons why I've decided to launch this podcast was really about telling you that, guess what? There are church people, there are Christians, there are religious people who believe that you can be gay and you can have a strong faith. There are no ministers, there are church groups. And I'm saying that this is not everywhere, but I'm saying it exists. So it's, it's your responsibility to go and search for it. I came across this good website this week. Uh, it's called GayChurch.org, and um, it's 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 really for North America primarily. But um, they have a number of articles, um, and the title is "Homosexuality and the Bible," and there are a number of books that they make reference to. For example, "Calling the Rainbow Nation Home," and that's authored by E.T. Sunby. Um, and then they have a number of others, Justified Through Christ by Richard Davis, uh, Justice Cannon as well by um, on the Bible, Christianity and Homosexuality, and then Reverend Bruce Lowe, um, his article on A Letter to Louise. And all of these are articles. These are, this, is, this is all information around different people 
who have had experiences, who have studied scripture, and who have discovered that there's absolutely nothing wrong with my homosexuality, with my sexuality, and my relationship with my God. And I think the moment we start accepting who we are as a people, then we have definitely gone ahead. But guess what? This is not a... It's it's not something that's going to be solved immediately because decolonizing the mind is something that's a process. It's so interesting that we're having these conversations about race in America now and Black Lives Matter and the way in which Black people, not only in America, but across the globe, have always been put down and you know there has been a deliberate attempt to subjugate us and even after the end of slavery and even after the, the you know the civil rights uh, era in the US and we are still struggling as an african diaspora to gain respect and that is something that we're still and 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 as i'm saying the black community has already faced it. We are facing it every day. Now imagine you're now black and gay. That's a double-edged sword, right? But the, 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 there is a large group, <laughs> a large Christian group that has been, been very deliberate about their intention to deny rights to, to groups of people, including sexual minorities. And we have to be careful. And as I was doing my research, I realized that I came across so many articles. In fact, over the last 50 years, there have been so many articles and position papers that have been put out by the church on homosexuality. Why? Because there's an interest, right? But the majority of the position papers have made a deliberate attempt to suggest that it is wrong, right? In fact, I, I came across something yesterday that it was like a movement, and you have several movements across um, the U.S. where you know you can bring people in for um, conversion, conversion therapy, and you're trying to convert someone from being homosexual. Now, th there's always this idea that there's a homosexual agenda, and I've always asked, what agenda? Are you talking about just us trying to secure our rights and visibility? Is If that's what you're calling the homosexual agenda, then perhaps it is. But let me ask a question. What is your agenda? Because if you're constantly using the Bible to clobber people, to clobber sexual minorities, you know, then how are we going to, what are, when are we going to push back? And what I'm saying is that we have to start to push back and to take the Bible that they have seized from us and they have ceased to beat us to now use it with love and to understand that we were created in God's image. Using the Genesis episode to somehow suggest <laughs> that 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 um it's only Adam and Eve, and therefore that is the only understanding of the world, and 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 the only way in which it can be perceived. There are a number of things that that the Genesis account has not addressed for the start of the world. You know, if we should go deeper into the book of Genesis, can it address everything in terms of how the earth was created? No, it cannot. You know, 
I accept Genesis for what it is. It did not address a number of other relationships, you know, that are that currently exist. And homosexuality and the manner in which it exists now was not a concept at that time, and therefore the author would have only been informed by his only cultural understanding of the world, right? And we also must understand that culture informs how every writer in the Bible wrote it. And I'm not a theologian, and I'm not going to go there. That's not my responsibility. What I'm suggesting is that everyone must go and read, and everyone must go and search for truth. But what you must not do is accept the clobbering is accept that you are not visible and that God does not know who you are. If you believe in creationism, then you therefore understand that we are who we are. Yeah? And there is the part of ethics and there's the part of rules, but what we must also accept is that God created us in a very special way. And I ask that as we try to seize and as we try to do research and as we try to go back to reclaim the spaces for ourselves, then we have to also just love ourselves. And we have to which we have to start teaching ourselves to love ourselves. Look in the mirror and say that I am gay and I'm proud and I'm happy. Why do you think there is so much shame associated with homosexuality in many spaces that there, is a, there are a number of reasons why? It's not, only, it's not only that we are ashamed to tell our friends and our family because we know that they associate homosexuality with, with, a, with a lot of negative things. But I think many times it becomes so internalized. Self-hate has become internalized. <laughs> The, the bleaching phenomena in some spaces across the world in, in black communities um, and then in homophobia, you know, we have, and I'm talking about internalized homophobia even by us, people who are gay, because we it's, it's almost as though we think of ourselves as separate people that, yes, but I have this kind of a thing, but it's not entirely who I am. Well, who are you? <laughs> You know, and I think we have to seize the conversation, start doing reflecting, start loving yourself, start understanding, realize that the one person who speaks on the platform, that minister, may not be the only person who has absolute monopoly on what is truth. There are several persons who have been able to understand and apply scripture, and there's no one who has a monopoly on scriptural truth or, or 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 what is truth okay because different we have several denominations in across uh, christianity and therefore several people have a different understanding of of what scripture is and how it should be applied and what i'm saying to you you know in whatever tradition you have been raised is that we have to start loving ourselves declutter the mind Start to think about why do you believe the things you believe? How did I get this understanding? Where did they get that understanding of themselves? How did they, why do I have this negative association? Why do my friends and family have this negative association? Now, I'm not saying that there, if, if there, there is negative with everything in life. So let us move away the negative things and talk about this plainly. And the fact is, 
LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, whomever you are, you are loved. And what we now need to do is to find those spaces, find those communities that love us. There are a number of churches um, now that are not, you might be in a space where you might not have an affirming church, but that does not mean that you can't go online and find a church who might be streaming a service. Let me tell you something. It is so much better to tap into people who are speaking love over your life than to go consistently and listen to a message or a sermon that consistently condemns you. Because after a while, you start to believe it. So I don't have a lot to say this week, but what I'm saying is that let us start the journey of decolonizing the mind. It is a process. It is still something that I am going through. You know, as I said, it's not something that's a one-off situation. It's not something that you can just say, okay, I had a conversation and it's done because you. this is the way we're talking about how we've been socialized. We're talking about the things we're taught in school, things we're taught in church, everywhere. And all of those things, as I said, you're talking about an agenda. There are some folks who have had an agenda to somehow suggest that your sexuality is inconsistent with God's plan for your life and is inconsistent with God's law. That's a lie. And therefore, my friends, I say to you, do some reading, do some loving, start to reflect on yourself, start to journal if you need to, think about some of the things you have, the thoughts you have about yourself. But in essence, search for affirming communities of faith you know, it's important to see that there are other people out there who have been through this journey and who are loving themselves and who are enjoying their their spaces and who are still fully involved in 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 rejoicing and in accepting and in um, affirming their faith. And therefore, I say to you, love yourself. You know, um, it, 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 it's, it's going to be a tough one sometimes, but we just have to accept who we are, you know. And, um, you know, I, I give strength and I, I support a lot of a lot of these recent um, protests that have been happening across the U.S. Um, and, more, and more so for us to be able to secure some of these rights. But we also realize that it's still it's still a journey. It's still a struggle, and and the peoples of African descent across the world are still struggling to secure what's rightfully theirs. But more so, let us switch that conversation to say that the people, the black queer person, we are still struggling today. And in many of our spaces and in many countries in which we exist, we're still fighting for our own civil rights, okay? And therefore, it, it's a process. But let us also know that one of the things that we have to do is that we have to secure some of these things in our mind first. We have to win the battle in our minds first before we can even go out there and even make radical changes. So let us push back at some of those folks who are trying to suggest and tell us that we are not good enough and that what you are facing is evil and that it is unnatural let us start to push back and let us start to see how best we can now find ourselves in God and find ourselves in Scripture. And if and if we need some help, as I said, there are a number of persons, there are a number of ministries across 
Um, we had one person last week who shared about his church. As I said, there's gaychurch.com, uh, Homosexuality and the Bible, a number of articles there. Um, if you want any additional information on how you can get in contact with people who are, you know, or people of faith, gay, queer people of faith, and who might want to be able to talk with you or assist you in, in, in finding yourself, then, you know, feel free to send us an email, you know, our email address is uh, cotqbpodcast at gmail.com. But take the time this week to start to reflect, to evaluate, how did I learn some of the negative things that were associated with homosexuality. Where did I learn them? What am I going to do mentally to take stock of those things? And how am I going to start replacing those negative things and start reclaiming our identity, reclaiming our identity and start to love on ourselves? And that's what I'm saying. We are going to decolonize the man. We're reclaiming what is ours. We're reclaiming our true identity and we're pushing back against that agenda (laughs) because they use it against us so often let us push back against their agenda and let us reclaim ourselves love on ourselves and god created us who we are you can be a christian and fully involved in the church you can be a person of faith and fully involved and you can also know that this is who you are okay so thank you so much for joining uh we're going to be having guests coming up um, in other series of the podcast in other episodes of the podcast rather i'm hoping that you will join us feel free to to have conversations with us you can feel free to send in your voice note or you can feel free to send in an email this is a conversation i'm hoping that we'll have more conversations um, around this particular issue and find a space that loves you find a group of people who affirm you for who you are in the fullness of who you are never deny who you are Love and respect. Until next time, have a good one.